0: That is the craziest shit I've ever heard. Yeah. I'm never doing that. Yes. Like, I just – I really know that I don't want to do that. It was Feels a clear impossible. note. Mm. It totally – well, it does. And then it's the thing of going – I couldn't imagine spending more time with my kids. Mm. What I was doing outside those six hours a day was plenty. Yes. Um, but what was really funny was obviously the events of the last couple of years. I just – came to this realisation that it would be appropriate to ask the kids their opinion about what was going on for Mm, them. And as mm, you know, mm. that child that she supported the birth of was the one that was the catalyst for us homeschooling Mm. because he's in prep and we get to term four and he goes, I'm not going back. And And it was... Not this thing where you're arguing with a five year old mm. to say, Oh no, you're going back. Mm. It was just emphatic and mm. there was no wiggle room, and the energy of what he had was mm. so comprehensively whole. That was it. Like oh, yes. it was just was I just thought, Ah, oh, crap. Like I have no option but to homeschool mm. this kid. Mm. He's not going back. Mm. and welcome this to this special uh, podcast. Splinter Faction is what we're going to call it from Fark the Shoulds. Uh, welcome to our little sub-podcast called Alchemizing Education. I have been wanting to do this for so long and I'm so excited to be bringing this conversation to you under the Fark the Shoulds banner, of course, because the should-farking does, repl- uh, you know, really... Have to do with all sorts of things, but particularly education. So, welcome to uh, the first episode of Alchemizing Education. I am Jody from Quantum Mama, and I am so delighted to introduce you to one of my favorite people, Curious Quinn, who has many questions because she's so curious. Welcome, Quinn. Oh my gosh,
1: this is a very exciting moment. Thank you so much for having me. This is going to be exciting. This well, we're having each other, aren't we? So. We are, yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. We're just going to alchemise the... Um,
0: the yeah, fuck. The fuck out of the this fuck. one. The fuck out of it. Because <laughs> really, education really needs to be alchemized. Oh, and definitely. And I think that part of this conversation is going to be so useful for mm. people is mm. to, um, I guess, give them an idea about how we came to this point of view because we're pretty vanilla middle-class people, aren't we? Oh my lord, I, I I would never in my wildest dreams thought
1: that I'd be in this position. Yeah. I, I definitely, um, I grew up with two teachers, my parents were both teachers. I did and not know that,
0: that's so interesting. There you go yeah. and
1: um, and I remember from the very beginning when I went to put um, my second born into school and I'm um, trying to decide on what age I send them in and you know the comments were really strong around age and why you do it and how you do it and the benefits to it and I was really even at that time kind of going I just don't agree I just you know and I really I really had to tussle with that one and I went against what my my mother in particular, recommended me to do. So I guess I was already challenging things back then. And, you know, the decision that we made was the right one at the time. So, mm. yeah, interesting.
0: Which was, was that to hold um, one of your kids yeah. back from starting school early? Correct. Yeah. So we
1: held him back and the thought was, oh, if you hold him back, then he's mm. going to get bored and he's going to be troublesome.
0: Yeah. That was interesting, isn't it?
1: Mm, he was. Yeah. If if you, there's nothing worse than a bored child mm, in class mm, because mm. they just become disruptive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we were enormously challenged mm, by that because mm. we were not, and until this day, I still get little reminders about how we went against yeah. against the teacher's decision yes. um, in the family. So mm. yeah, very interesting, but. You know, yeah. So
0: You are. You're a bit of a quiet achiever with that kind of stuff because, you know, I think you do a great job of looking like someone who toes the line and then just every so often there's a little bit of curiosity <laughs> comes out, which I just love, and then you'll actually take action on that. And, I mean, mm. we've McGill and I have discussed this with a few people about the fact that, you know, we were drinking champagne when, when our fourth went to school. I just think <laughs> school is just like the greatest blessing ever. Totally. Oh, and, yes. And then remote learning happened and I was like, oh, my God, is that what they're doing? Mm-hmm. And and mm. then seeing the kids actually not very happy mm. at home, it was mm. like once you see it, you can't unsee it. You can't. And, you know, once we went down that pathway and we started talking to people and we started really noticing the fact that parents are the greatest obstacle in yes. their children's education yes. in terms of adjusting how children learn Mm, and being mm, flexible mm. um, it became really apparent that the kids were completely fine and they're not disruptive and they're not they're not bored they're actually just trying to communicate that the environment is not fit for purpose correct and so this idea around alchemizing education really started to um, grow some legs Mm. about the fact that I literally had this conversation with a ex-teacher the other day about the fact that we need to the whole system needs to be taken down, mm. not even brick by brick, mm. probably a lot faster than that. Because mm. the kids are quite apparently not enjoying it. It's not fit for purpose. A lot of kids are not happy in it. Mm. And and you can't
1: apply a one size fits all. Mm. You know, mm. we're all individuals. And you think about it even in the in the workplace. There's different jobs for different people in the workplace. Yeah. For a reason because we've got certain personalities and um, certain needs so we can't all do the same job which is really, I guess, what we're expecting within the education system is that all kids are trained and taught exactly the same way and and then we expect them to be happy. Yes.
0: So it's a bit like being at a wedding and putting all your bridesmaids in the same dress (laughs) irrespective of body shape. And comfort level. I was talking with my daughter about this recently.
1: (laughs) She said, Mum, how what happens if the dress doesn't suit somebody? Like, yeah. do they have to wear that same yes. dress? I said, well, yeah. a bride does generally get the choice, but if they're sensible about it, they will actually look at the size yes. of, and the shape and decide on what's going to work best. That's Maybe right. the same colour might be okay, yeah. but, you know, let's make sure they all feel comfortable yeah. and, and enjoy what they're wearing. I
0: always thought that was the greatest bridezilla yes. move, was to put your best friends in the same dress so that they all look all, all different degrees of terrible. <laughs> Feel terrible about themselves. I know. It's almost like making the princess shine even more, and I'm like, that's a really asshole move. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: maybe that was the plan. It's like, hey oh, guys, it's all about me anyway. Exactly, that's right, everyone's looking at me. <laughs> um, but I do mm. think there's a lot mm. of that, and so I mm. think that these conversations mm. can be really interesting mm. because. I don't want to be prescriptive about how to educate, but Mm. I do think people need to get back into their hearts and make decisions from that viewpoint Mm. and, and acknowledge where... The momentum or desire for a certain way to, say, have mm. their children educated, mm. is that coming from their own learning mm. and programming and mm. limitations? Mm. Is it reflected in society? Mm. You know, the, one of the most common questions that is bandied around people who are interested in homeschooling is how do children socialise? And it's mm. just like, it's, it's such... A banal, benign question because Mm. kids will socialise if they want to socialise. They're humans, just like humans socialise. We don't look at a new job and go, hmm, I don't know those people. How will I socialise? But how many kids even in the system are happy
1: socialising in that environment anyway? How many of them are struggling, Yes. Struggling with social connections anyway. Mm. So mm. what makes it that what makes that system any better yes. than being in an environment where they actually can pick and choose yes. who they socialise with, what activities they want to do? Yes. Do they feel like it today? Are they prepared to stand up and say I don't like that? You yes. know. Yeah. So we're not right. saying that the ones who are there are happy socialising mm. anyway. Mm. Mm. We have to challenge that one. Oh,
0: I agree. I mean, I just think that school's such a neat package. It's a bit like a. Um uh, like a painkiller, where you don't examine where the pain's coming from. You're not curious about, you know, mm. what mm. environmental factors are cr- creating the mm. pain. Mm. You just literally take a painkiller for it, yeah. you know. And it's, yeah. a, it's and a, and a it hits all. everywhere, correct? And it mm. and it narcotizes us to um, being interested in any of the nuances that could be adjusted for a richer experience, mm. you know. Mm. Um, and I and I do think that the kids are starting to call bullshit on it yeah because I agree. the incidence of mental health mm-hmm. the incidence of kids acting out and I'm Mm -hmm. using obviously parentheses with that but you know kids acting out they're not acting out Mm. they're they're trying to get some kind of reaction or traction Mm. about the Mm. fact that where they are is not Mm. fit for purpose Mm. you know Mm. they're not even looking for a massive change they're just looking for some kind of acknowledgement that it is not Meeting their needs at Not the Not working for them. Yeah.
1: And they're getting shut down because if they don't fit the system, then they, yeah. they're being labelled that there's something wrong with them. Yes. That they can't yeah. focus or that they, 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 they've they lost, um, you know, any desire to be there yes. or, you know, whether that be then depression or they're just, yes. you know... I mean, as it is, we know that society is so confusing for teenagers yes. and for young children yes. to try and find themselves and yet what they're being asked to do is to fit into a box and to fit into a a one-size-fits-all, and it just doesn't work that way.
0: Well, the curious thing about this, pun intended, Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. that... I don't even think kids need to find themselves. I think they're whole already. Yes. And they have a sense of that. And when they bring their true self out, society says, oh, not that. Mm -hmm. And so then we Mm homogenise them by putting them into essentially these one-size-fits-all camps for Mm -hmm. 13 years and say, well, this is how you get along in society. Mm -hmm. This is how you become a good, upstanding citizen. Mm -hmm. And we negate all the individual aspects that are their own brilliance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that could be taking us different places. And so as a consequence, they have to be taught then a framework for finding themselves within that narrow parameter totally, so that it fits what society needs. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying we allow the serial killers to evolve into serial Mm -hmm. killers. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. However,
0: I do suspect that if we gave kids more credit for their individual aspects, we would probably reap the rewards of that and they would be happier.
1: Totally totally
0: being able to find what lights them up yeah
1: rather than being told what they have to learn about
0: yeah that well that's been our experience mm. i mean i know you know this so obviously i'm really doing this for the benefit of um those joining us mm. um mm. quanta folks out there but you know like i always talk about the fact that mcgill and i are born again homeschoolers yes. you know because when my first experience of real homeschooling was my doula that supported us for yep. um quanta kid 4's birth mm. and she was extraordinary and she was just like this earth mother birth mother just mm. so present with me such a beautiful um talented woman for what she was doing she was mm. perfect for being a doula and she's now a midwife thank goodness because Uh more people benefit more babies benefit yes yes anyway the whole thing was she had three kids and she homeschooled and I was like that is the craziest shit I've ever heard I'm never doing that like I just I really know that I don't want to do that it It was a clear note it totally well it does and then it's the thing of going I couldn't imagine spending more time with my kids Mm. what I was doing outside those six hours a day was plenty yes um but What was really funny was obviously the events of the last couple of years. I just came to this realisation that it would be appropriate to ask the kids their opinion about what was going on for Mm, them. And as mm, you know, mm. that child that she supported the birth of was the one that was the catalyst for us homeschooling Mm. because he's in prep and we get to term four and he goes, I'm not going back. (laughs) And it was not this thing where you're arguing with a five-year-old to say, oh, no, you're going back. Mm. It was Mm. just emphatic and Mm. there was no wiggle room and the energy of what he had was Mm. so comprehensively whole, that was it. Like it was just a – I just thought, oh, crap, like I have no option but to homeschool this kid. Mm. He's not going back. Mm -mm. And, you know, to to have forced him back would have been going against everything Mm. that is – you know, in the purview of a nurturing parent. It just totally. would have felt completely out of line alignment. Mm, mm. So then it's like, well, why bother, you know, driving the highway for any kids? Mm. You may as well just give them all the option <laughs> to stay home and then suddenly we're home mm. and that's what we're doing yeah. now, you know. Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. been the greatest gift, you it, know. Absolutely the greatest
1: gift. I, I, I'd like to perhaps just also let the listeners know that I have one who's homeschooled and one who's not homeschooled. Mm. So I think the value of listening to the individual's Mm. needs Mm. is so critical because I guess we want them – we need to demonstrate the skills that we wish for them in their future. So if we were to ignore – Mm. their requirements. And yeah. so for your youngest to suddenly go, you know, well, you've just got to go. I don't yeah. care. I'm not having any of you at home. Yeah, We'd be ignoring him yes. in terms of his needs. So yes. then at what point does he learn to listen to other people's needs? Yes, correct. So at some point in time we mm. need to demonstrate mm. what we want for them. Now, yes. obviously school's are very big ticket items yes. that you're giving the needs met yes. for him. But, you know, I can see the value of um listening to their individual needs so my oldest is still at school but Mm. was at the end of the school journey so the thought of for her getting out of the system was Mm. really scary because Mm. she's a structured kid who loves structure yeah loves to know what's expected loves Mm. to know what's the milestones Mm. what what am i reaching for what's expected of me Mm. Mm. so for her to come out Mm. of the school system especially at the other end, yes, was was not going to be a possibility for her. However, yes. my other one was like, and again, through the whole, you know, experience of COVID and lockdowns and remote learning, he we saw, as you did, yeah, just what wasn't working for him, and yes. we saw his learning styles, yes, and we recognised that he was pretty quick to pick things up, yes. and. I think we're not the stereotypical parents. This is what's Mm, really interesting mm, because mm, mm, then when we approached the school to say, well, we're actually pulling him out and homeschooling, it was like, oh, my God, really? Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, because that's what he's asking for. Mm, mm. So we're listening to his needs. And we Mm. basically treated it as, well, you can always go back.
0: Yeah. If it's not working, you
1: can go back. Yeah. And six months down the track when I asked him, so what do you reckon? Do you want to go back? Hell no. Yeah. Hell no. Yeah. You know, because he realised that for him, sitting in class day in, day out was just so boring. And, you know, my mother was right, you know, you don't want a bored student, mm, mm. well, then what's wrong with the system that we're not able to keep them all engaged? Yes. Why can't we keep them all engaged? Well, there's a reason for that yes. because we expect to teach them all the same way yes. and that they all can toe the line and can all do all the, all the requirements mm. in the same way mm, and mm. they're all individuals mm, and, gosh, mm. I feel sorry for those teachers. Those teachers having thing. to try yeah. and... Factor in, you know, 20-odd students and their individual needs and their individual interests is just crazy to put that expectation yeah. on them.
0: Well, the but whole pressure, the whole system is under pressure because no one's thriving. Yeah, they're just all there the with a gun stress. to their head. And that's why mm. I'm saying I don't think schools all need to be shut down, but there needs to be a reimagining. There needs to be some
1: flexibility yes. and maybe some schools have a particular approach other yes. schools have a particular approach you know I guess they sort of they're trying to do that in the upper years with you know different um, VCE VCAL mm. you know all the different sort of styles um, mm. uh, um yeah, so the different avenues when you're mm. at the later end, mm. but they don't do it in the younger years. Mm. So they can see that the upper end, mm. obviously, the pressure is really high and trying to keep them engaged requires to have different, yeah. different avenues. So <clears> – <throat> but we should be – perhaps there's an opportunity to mm. do that mm. at the younger years
0: with different mm. schools with different approaches. Well, but, uh, <clears> I wonder if you could <throat> do primary school and it's, you know – um, more like two three days a week correct so something that, that allows for far more play time and I totally. look I'm so excited to continue the conversation because I think that what happened for us and this might be a suggestion for parents curious parents mm-hmm. out there that are listening mm-hmm. is that to have the conversation with your kids and not necessarily take it um, as a complete answer because kids need to learn to trust that they'll be heard. Yes. Now, if a kid has been unhappy for a while and is learning just to go with the flow or go with the majority, then they won't have that established trust. That's right. But one of the things that was so illuminating for us is um, that our experience was one out, once our kids came out of school, then they started telling us what had been happening and all yes. the little things that had felt... Um, unjust to Mm. them you know little Mm. things like in primary school they hadn't finished their work and so they were kept in at lunchtime Mm. which to them felt like a punishment and to me sounded a lot like a punishment Mm. for something Mm. that perhaps was just tiktok related Mm. it was just the timing Mm. of it hadn't worked for them Mm. and so those little traumas then became associated with learning and so then those little um uh learning traumas then became a narrative for what they thought about themselves which Mm -hmm. was were they smart or were they not obviously they felt like they were dumb because Mm -hmm. they couldn't do Mm -hmm. things in certain Mm -hmm. time frame Mm -hmm. so the the requirement to build up confidence has taken a lot longer Mm -hmm. than Mm -hmm. anticipated Mm -hmm. and so i'm Mm -hmm. really interested in talking about um that kind of stuff as well because Mm -hmm. all of this alchemizing education is about creating Lifelong learners that just keep growing, and mm-hmm. that's what we are like. We're, yes, we're people that just keep learning new things, don't we? And
1: celebrating those yes. learnings, yeah. you know, and knowing that life is forever learning, yes. you know. It's and it doesn't have to be in a formal sense, you know. It can be some of my greatest lessons have have been beyond the school sort of setting. Yes. So why yeah. is there so much of an emphasis on school being the main foundation yes. for us? success yes um yeah lots of learning and we want them to love learning and most kids and most people love learning yeah that's right so we want to create the environment that enables them to know that that's a learning experience yes regardless of where you are yes and i must say i know it can be overwhelming to feel like you're the one responsible for the teaching of your children yes but it can be so satisfying when yeah. we're the ones that are helping them learn.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: And rather than sort of, you know, and I was very guilty of palming them off to the system because I thought I can't do that, and they're much better qualified and mm-hmm. they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, and I and I know certainly, you know, we do that in a lot of parts of our life. We give them over to the experts or yes. give our our you know we we yeah we give things over to what we call our experts, but. We are mm. that in our mm. children's lives, and we know them better than anyone. Yes, I think the biggest challenge for many families and even children is comparison. Yes, comparing to other parents or kids, comparing to other kids. Yes, and then that takes all of us away mm. from our own source mm-hmm. and our own inner, in 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 um, internal knowing. Yes. So, you know, I think there's a lot of challenges there, but there's a lot there's a lot of gains when we yeah. take ourselves on that journey. And yeah. I think to see our kids flourish within our own environment is you know, it's it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. I and we have a choice right, then. We have well, a choice. We, we uh, get
0: what we do is we get we get to have a say, but more than that, the kids get to have a say. Totally. And they're the two main voices that I see that are not not being represented at the table at the moment because of the efficiencies of education so this is not going to be a hit job on on the school system but I think what we're interested in doing is having conversations that just um, speak to the um, what's the word for it like just that um, feeling of um, uncenteredness or unanchoring that's Mm. within parents at the moment Mm. there are a lot of parents that when they find a quiet moment Mm. will admit that this is happening in their own household yes that 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 within that household this model is not addressing Mm. those needs Mm. or it's leaving a slightly bitter taste in the Mm. mouth Mm. and it might only be a very small bitter Mm. but the point is that it can be corrosive Mm. over time so mm-hmm. so let's continue these conversations mm-hmm. this has been a great yeah. start yeah. Oh, there's a lot one.
1: there's a lot that we can yeah there's a lot of questions that need to be asked and yeah. I think there's a lot of questions that we don't have to have always the answers for but we just definitely need to start asking mm. those questions of ourselves and mm. really tuning into our kids and what they need what yes. are they asking for what do they need yes and then um, taking the time to just listen to that. Mm. What a beautiful mm. way
0: to finish. Mm. Nice one, Quinny. Wait for more. Wait for more. Wait for more. Until next time. Absolutely looking forward to it. All right, beautiful Quanta folks. Thanks so much for joining us. Mm -hmm. It's been an absolute delight. Mm -hmm. Curious, Quinn, we look forward to continuing the conversation. definitely. And um, Mm. be well, beautiful people. Thank you. See you.